This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. I hope you're all having a wonderful start or end or middle of your day. Um, today, we have Lauren on the podcast today, and she is a love and intimacy coach. And her entire mission is to help her clients really take control of their lives and empower them to be people who are making their own rules about their sexuality. Um, she and I actually connected through the Sexual Health Alliance. And so I know that she, first of all, knows her stuff. And we've had a lot of fun being connected to each other on socials. I'm so excited to see her business really flourish. And she also is a badass pole dancer. So um, if you want to check out some of her, the parts of her business that are amazing and also her like very sexy pole dancing, be sure to follow her on Instagram. Um, but tune in because we're going to talk about how to lead your sexual life with more empowerment and build that confidence. And I'm very, very grateful for her um, to come on the show and share her wonderful, big, juicy brain with all of us. So without further ado, here's Lauren. Hi, Lauren. I am so excited to have you on. You know that this has been like truly of all of the times that I've scheduled people. We've been doing this for a year now. You and I have had the worst juju. <laughs> the worst luck ever. Like I was in Scotland and we had to reschedule. It was just so I'm so happy that you're finally yes, here. Me too. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, so Lauren is love and intimacy coach and we met each other through sexual health Alliance. Were we in our first, um, SAR together? I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Cause it was like around Christmas Grin time. Grinch stole my orgasm. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> the Grinch stole my orgasm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so that's how we first like met each other. Um, but I love everything that you do on your platform. It's really about empowering people and you help your clients to take control of their lives, make their own rules and really push people to prioritize this. And I just, I love that about you. And I think that it's such a special way to present yourself because there's so many people who are coaches and, and talk about it all, but like really focusing on the empowerment is so important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> of course. So what kind of um, issues do your clients typically come in to talk to you about? Um, I would say the main ones have been like, how do I even self-pleasure? How do I talk mm -hmm. to my partner about more pleasure? I have a mix of like people who are in relationships and then people who are single and um, also come to me like, how do I feel empowered when I'm dating? and building boundaries and guidelines for dating mm -hmm. um it's a spectrum it's a spectrum yeah just basically yeah. to have better sex yeah get sex education <laughs> that's the umbrella <laughs> um and i and i think having all of these things um that people are prioritizing has been a really um, kind of special experience even for me just to have conversations where people are saying, I want to have better sex with my partner. I want to learn how to self-pleasure and do like that alone is such a huge step towards everything else that comes after that. Yep. And it's, it, that's like, that's huge. So I'm always really excited when people have questions like that. Mm -hmm. Because it ripples out into all of our lives. Like you feel exactly. confident in the bedroom, you're going to feel confident at your job and everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the confidence is definitely something that becomes sort of available to you when you embrace your sexuality and, um, prioritize that in your life. But is there anything else that you've seen either from like your experiences or from your clients that you feel like is like a big change that you notice for people who really start to prioritize this and embrace their sexuality? I, th the, like the big change is like the, what is it? It'd be like the shame the shame melting off of them. Mm -hmm. I like to work with values when I work with my clients too. So oh. get really like clear on what are your values and using the values as a guiding post for things that you want in the bedroom and for out of the bedroom. And what I've seen in a lot of my clients, I have one client in particular that I think about, she did this value sort and it really, it motivated her to like love herself to do the things that she really needed to get done. I think her, her values were like adventure, adventure is the main one but it was like you can yeah. pinpoint that into every single thing like are you being adventurous in the bedroom are you having adventures right. out of the bedroom so it's just it's con the biggest change is con them connecting to them true their true selves and be able to live that out yeah that's very cool i like that you do it from the values perspective because i think even for people who have confidence issues in general or that's something that they struggle with or are, are working on i've had conversations like that where it's like what do you value about yourself because even if like so for instance in the social media space it's a lot of comparison you're just comparing yourself to people constantly and it's exhausting mm -hmm. But if you could take a step back, which is what I try to do all the time, take a step back and be like, I value myself as I'm a really good friend. I am um, a good dog owner. I, you know, like whatever. All the small whatever. things matter, yes. They really matter. And it gives you, I think it's hard now, especially to really define who you are because we're so influenced by like all of these different, the media is so much more invasive than it ever was. And so 
when people say like, you have to find yourself, you have to figure out who you really are. Like that's hard. That's really hard to do. And I think the values is a really good way to do that. Yes. Especially because we've had so many values put on us that aren't ours. Wait, talk, talk more about that. Explain that. (laughs) Purity culture, patriarchy, you know, you should look like this. You should be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're a bad person if you do, you know, you have a lot of sex or you don't have any sex. Like, so clear, getting clear on what truly is true for you and your values, those get put on the back burners. The society's values get kind of pushed to the side and you have a little bit more clarity on, on who truly you are. And that it's hard to see through all of that noise. And when you, you have all of those other like values being placed on you, how are you supposed to be able to figure out that what you were missing in, in the bedroom or in like your everyday life was adventure? And I think that that's, that's such a cool way to kind of like dig down into the, into really like the heart of all of it. Yes. Has there been any other interesting response in terms of values? Like things that people say, we're like, oh, okay. Um, I think like a lot of times what people do is they like, I know my values. And then we actually sit down and we define their values. Like I have people pick 10 values. They go through a hundred values and they pick 10 and then they have to like order them, put them in order. And then we define what those values mean for them. And they were like, I thought I knew my values. And at the end of the day, I actually didn't know my values because I didn't sit down to do this process and to really, uh, really define what these mean to me. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. That's, that's a great way to do that. That's very cool. Yeah, I I think values are hard to pull from your brain. Exactly. So have, having like a whole list of them is has to be extremely helpful. And I, th- I what I see is a lot of the values are just generic values that everybody's yeah. every you know everybody else values this, so this is what I value. So right, it's right that deeper. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. That's such a great way to open everything up. I love that. Mm -hmm. So when you were building out your coaching practice and deciding how you kind of wanted to move through all of it, was there anything that, because you also are, you're a licensed therapist as well, right? So through all of this like mental health um, training, was there any point during it that you can remember where you were like, wow, I actually really need to do stuff related to like sex and sexuality. Was that always kind of a goal or? No, not necessarily. So like I went and got my master's in art therapy and counseling. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. From like a very like hippy dippy school in New Mexico. <laughs> New Mexico. Like I had, we had consciousness and altruism. And so I got a very non-traditional therapy lens training, mm-hmm. which I'm grateful for. Um, so I was like focused on the art therapy. And then I started pole dancing and just recognizing the power for being with being sexy for myself and tapping into that sensuality was when I was like, oh, this needs to be like brought into the room. Like more people need need to tap into this. Women in spe- especially need to tap into this. Like I can be sexy for myself and I can own my own pleasure. And um, I don't have to depend so much on everybody else around me to make me feel whole and worthy. Yeah. And I love that you do that through sexuality, like through your own sexuality, because I think people look for feeling whole from getting a really great job that they always wanted or buying a house and all those things are amazing. But having those be the reason that your sexuality gets better versus saying, I'm going to, I'm going to do all these things that make me feel whole in my sexuality is 
a completely different thing. And I love pole dance. I did literally two pole dancing classes and I loved them, but they're freaking hard. Yeah, it's a whole body workout. Oh my God. How did you get into pole dancing? I always, like I grew up and I was always like, I want to pole dance and I just never yeah. went. And then the studio, I was living in Santa Fe, New Mexico at the time and a studio opened up and I was like, I got to go. Like it's so close to my house. And mm -hmm. um, it was really awesome. It was a really like small studio. Um, we had um, some of our teachers were strippers. I'm pretty sure the owner, she was, she, I think she stripped in the past too, but so it was nice mm -hmm. to like, that was also what was influential to like getting in the sex space too, just hearing the story and then the, how they got into that and respecting the craft and all that through yeah. strippers lens was awesome. Um, but yeah, I always, I honestly, I always grew up, I was like, I'm going to pole dance one day and now I do. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, one of the things that I noticed a lot the first time I had done a pole dancing class, and this is like something that I posted about too, was how like unsexy I felt when I did it. And it was honestly a big moment for me to be like, wow, I don't feel that connected to my body anymore. Like that's, it was so weird. I think I had prioritized so much of, um, and like not to not in like a gender binary way, but I prioritized a lot of masculine features about myself, like working really hard. I think to some degree, like the level of organization that I typically have is sort of related to that. It's like these hard and um, dry facts about myself versus like really leaning into the feminine, softer side of myself. And so when we, when I did the pole dancing class, I was like, Jeez, Louise, I look. <laughs> I was a stick. She's like, move <laughs> your hips. I'm like, what do you mean, move my hips? Like, right. huh? Oh, it's crazy. And I, I don't know when that happened. I don't know when I just like lost that. But I felt, I felt an actual difference in my body that I was like, my body doesn't know how to be sexy like that anymore. It, and it was like I, you said you only took two classes because I would say yeah. the same. I think within my second or third class, I was like, I was like, oh, like it was a really quick, quick change to like tap into that central part of myself. Yeah, I, I need to keep going. There isn't a studio near me, but um, maybe I'll I'll sacrifice a drive when when the uh, Halloween season is over. Yeah. God help me um, <laughs> and prioritize that because it really it forces you to really pay attention to every part of your body in a way that is specifically sexual. Like any kind of physical activity you do is great for you. And like, I think helps you feel more connected to your physical body, but there's something about pole dancing. I mean, that is just inherently sensual and sexual and it's I think such a helpful tool it is yeah and if like say you're intimidated by the pole like go take a, a sexy floor dance because you don't have to get on the pole you can just do a sexy floor dance or a twerk mm -hmm. class, those kinds of things that's a great idea too mm -hmm. and what I also think is nice about classes like that is especially when they do classes that are at different experience levels if you're in a beginner's class no one's doing that well. Like everyone is just, everyone's learning. It's an environment where I can't imagine someone walking in there and being judgmental. And that's always a big fear for me in any sort of exercise space. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who worked at a boxing gym and she, she would always tell me to come in. And I was like, I, I really don't want to. I was like, this is so, I, I have the muscle mass of SpongeBob SquarePants. I can't do that. You want me to, no, there's no way. And she was like, no offense, Alyssa no one cares about what you're doing. 
literally no one's looking at you. And I was like, you know what? That's true. That's very true. If people spent like money to be at that class, they are just simply not looking at you. And their goal is to do their own stuff, not to like judge what everyone else has going on. And so if you feel intimidated by any of those like pole dancing, sexy floor dance, like that kind of stuff, if that feels intimidating, I would encourage you to remember that people are just simply not looking at you. Yeah, the pole dancing is very cool. I need to get back into it. And actually, you wonder what's crazy is, so we did the SAR last uh, winter, and I have I have seen like your pole dancing videos from then to now, and I notice like how amazing you are at it, and like how much growth you like. I see the videos come up, I'm like oh my god, she's doing so great! There, yep. it's crazy how much progress yep. you made in like a year. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, that's really really cool. So. When you started to delve into all of the sexuality stuff and you started to expand what you were learning in that way, was there anything that you felt like you were surprised that you were interested in and like wanted to learn a little more about? I don't necessarily think like, I feel like I've always had just like a taboo side of, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm super into BDSM. Um, I'm trying to think like, it's also fascinating to me. Like, I, I think just sexuality is on a spectrum. Some things, you know, so, sometimes sex can be very vanilla and sometimes it can be really BDSM. Like, it just depends on the mood and it fluctuates. And so I don't think, I don't think there's anything that I'd want to learn more about because I'm such a sponge for wanting to learn kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in it at all. And like, yeah. yeah, there's some things that I'm just like, nope, that's not for me. <laughs> Um, because we're all going to have some of that, but a lot of it's just like, as long as it's consensual and, you know, you feel good about it, let's, let's do it, you know, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> right. And it's so funny too, cause we do the SARs, which is meant to almost like dull. You. Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's literally purposely making you uncomfortable watching pornographic material with your peers (laughs) and then unpacking it all together so that when you do have conversations with actual clients in the future, you feel prepared and you don't feel um, as much of a bias, hopefully no bias, but realistically as much of a bias because you've sort of experienced it, you've talked about it, you unpacked it. Um, And I think it was during that, that weekend that I realized how much more there is Uh, in sex and sexuality yeah (laughs) and and it like I think at that that was the point where I was like wow we really can do whatever we want as long as it's consensual and like safe and like people that want to do it with you yes there is somebody who will want to do quite literally anything yep that you can dream of yep Exactly. And I think in, you know, kind of to the point of the way that you work with your clients, you won't really get there until you've embraced it, embraced your sexuality and accepted that all of that stuff is completely okay. But once you do and you get to all the good stuff, there is the an insane amount of like pleasure and fun and adventure that's available yes. to you when you just like open it up a little bit. Yep. It's huge. Um yeah, it's so cool. I'm like thinking about that whole weekend. That was like crazy. Yeah. And it was like, it was so funny because I am I live at my parents' house. So I'm doing this and I'm like, 
I remember specifically my parents were walking back and forth behind the door. And the moment I closed the door is when we were watching elderly people have sex in a, like a park or something. And I was like, I think I need to close this door. <laughs> They're going to be like, well, this is for education. Are you sure about that? Like, it, is. it is. It really is. It actually is. Oh my gosh. So now you've like, you've gotten to this space where you've done all your pole dancing. You are so much more embodied and how has this, and I've seen you actually post a little bit about your dating life too. Has it made your dating life like more difficult because yeah. you know <laughs> immediately yes I mean think about it like we're like I'm about to finish this program I'm so close to finishing and I've gotten so much research backed education with and then you add that onto my therapy background of like having communication skills and emotional intelligence and you know doing my own therapy as well so I have the I have the knowledge I have the the resources, the tools, the words. And a lot of these people have never gotten therapy. We didn't get taught how to emotionally regulate. We didn't get taught sex education. So to try to find my people is, it's, it's hard. I would say my dating pool is a lot smaller than majority of the rest of the people, like their dating pool is. Uh, because I require, I require a lot. <laughs> And like, if somebody's willing and like they're, you know, they're engaged and willing, like that's different, but there's so many people that are just unwilling, like they almost shut down. Like I'm experienced, you know, it's like the, they're asking for this emotionally intelligent, capable woman, but once they it's in front of them, they're like, nope, can't handle that and run. Yeah. I understand that heavily. Yes. Uh, <laughs> have you had any weird uh, reactions to what your job is or it? you know what I got all the time, especially when the show came out? Put me in, coach. Oh, oh my God. No. Yuck. So they think I have sex with my client. Yes. Why yes. do they think that? No, this is like education. There's no like, oh, I don't touch my clients. I give them homework and they go touch themselves or a partner. Like, right. Yeah, that's been my the main reaction. And I do, I because I listed on my dating profiles and almost everybody's like, what's an intimacy coach? And like. You know, so I fill them in and then I also get the, oh, that's intimidating or, oh, you must be a really good girlfriend or, you know, yeah. so it's a spectrum of things, but it is interesting to, I've had a few like in person and their eyes kind of like glaze over, like they can't handle oh, it. No. <laughs> Are you with me? Are you with me? <laughs> oh no. I feel like their mind is just like wandering, thinking about every sexual experience they've ever exactly. had. And how, or like, how is she going to judge me? Or, you know? Like right, right. But like, realistically, no, like anybody who's in this industry is going to be the least judgmental exactly. judgmental, and will be the first people to like explain what, like what you could do to make things even yes. better. Like it's, you, everyone should be so psyched. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. And I also feel like they, they either expect that you have sex with your clients, which is crazy. Like, I cannot believe that that's something that people actually think is happening like if we're we, like we know how sex workers are treated in this country you think that people therapists are having sex with it come on yeah that's mm -hmm. crazy but i feel like a lot of the time the people that work in this industry are also like relatively vanilla or they like specialize in kink and they know a lot about it they practice it and it's like a part of their life or they're just like the most vanilla and i it's <laughs> which 
is me pretty much. I listen. You're the vanilla girl. Listen, a bitch is tired. I get <laughs> tired to get tied up. <laughs> exactly. And I also I like legitimately I'm everything in my room is very organized and like everything has a place and whatever. The thought of like my room being a disaster is which is like that's horrible but that's a priority to me but I think about that all the time and I'm like oh but it's gonna make such a mess <laughs> terrible it's terrible but I mean well, I think you need your own like dungeon then oh god exactly did you watch that show the how to make a sex room or whatever yes that was that show was great and if you if you haven't seen it you absolutely should because what, one of my favorite parts of it is, first of all, the woman who's making these sex rooms is an older woman. I love that they had her as the person making all these rooms. Instead of having it be like a traditionally like sexualized person, right. mm -hmm. having it be just a, a normal person. Yeah, that's like just it knows a lot about this, is super into it and can build a really wonderful experience. And then I also liked seeing the couples that were requesting these rooms because they also were... Like everybody else. Yep. They I, I feel like they, yeah, they covered a spectrum of relationship styles and people. So yeah, I love that. I do think Netflix does a really good job of that, that, and I can't remember the other ones, but um, they do some, they have some really good to learn about pleasure. The principles of pleasure. Yes. That was a good yes. one. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have some pretty good stuff. It's like actually kind of surprising that they have so many like sex related things, which it's surprising because on every other platform sex and sexuality is just absolutely tanked yep and so that's really challenging have you experienced any of that yeah I like I'm very careful like from day one that I started my page I've been censoring stuff so I think that's helped me a lot but mm -hmm. there was a recent like go around of people getting flagged and I definitely was a part of that um, yeah oh i I was too. I got all of my subscription stuff got flagged. I can't monetize. I can't run ads like, which is whatever. That's fine. But it also deprioritizes you in the algorithm. So people just aren't seeing you. And that sucks. Yeah. It's unfair too, because whatever you were doing definitely probably didn't go against guidelines. Right. Exactly. And anything that I posted that was like more or less censored was in subscriptions, which in my brain, I was like, okay, subscriptions, you have to be 18 to have a credit card and you need to have a credit card to be able to subscribe to something like this. Thus, everyone yes. would, would probably be 18 or older. Didn't matter. Nope. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yep. It stinks. And like, I'm talking from a place of, of tremendous privilege because people know me from the show and there are people who have had their accounts removed and they're banned from the platforms and it's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then to operate in that space and continue to want to tell people that this is normal and this is fun and it's appropriate and you should want to prioritize this in your life is so, it's so hard and contradictory. Yeah. Because we literally can't use adult words. We have to like sound like little children saying corn and segs and it's so a V. Like <laughs> It's the worst. And especially because when you're doing this kind of training, you look a big part of it is naming all of the like 
Uh, like using the proper words because we never got right, right and so having that be part it like literally it's like nails on chalkboard to know that that's what we have to do and um there's one time somebody had commented on something i posted where i used like one of those kinds of words mm -hmm. and said something like i'm really disappointed you're an educator and you, you aren't using the real words and i was like i would love to i would love to <laughs> i just also want to make sure like it's a balance between I want to be able to use all the right words and actually be valuable yep. in this space and have people find you. And then a balance between that and, but I also want to keep my account. <laughs> yeah, erased, yeah. Cause then yeah. you can't say any of it, you know? So I, exactly, exactly. Do you get a lot of your clients through your social medias or do you find them out in the wild? A little bit of both. Yeah. It's a mix. I'm kind of, I've gotten a few people off social media and then I'm starting to like do more in-person events, networking events and in person. like, I want to try to do some like women's empowerment circles with yoga and incorporating yoga and sex and sexual empowerment. Um, so those are some future plans. I love that. Future, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I like doing things in a group like that too, because you create like a nice little bond with, ev with everyone that's there. And I think you can build a lot of trust that way. Yeah, and you feel less alone. You realize like we're all kind of experiencing the same kind of shame or struggles that we can relate to each other in. Yeah, totally. So you mentioned that you are into like BDSM and that's a big part of your dating and sexuality life now. What were you like when you first started dating? <laughs> <laughs> so before I found this Shah, like I was having mediocre sex, like mm -hmm. My, my pleasure was not a priority. And well, funny enough, though, is I'm not having a ton of sex right now either because yeah. I find like quality partners right. to engage in these things. So it's it's interesting to sit there and talk about sex all day, um, even though, you know, I'm, I'm having sex with myself and that counts. Right, right. Um, but it is interesting to like talk about all these things and also be like craving and searching for the people to do these things with. Right. And interesting. So. Yeah, that is very interesting. I'm sure it's kind of like but, at the end of the day. So that I haven't found people. I can go out and find anybody to have sex with. You know True. what I mean? And that would have been old Lauren. But new Lauren's like, no, I have these qualities. I have these standards. These are the things I need. And that's that's what happens when you have freaking um, standards. <laughs> freaking standards. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh has there ever been like a time now since you've like really i feel like your business is like you know like from what i can tell obviously i don't actually know but it seems like it's like really flourishing and it's like really taken on its own momentum which is amazing has there been a time where you felt particularly like successful or you had a moment even with a client where you were like damn I'm doing the damn thing. And this is Oh, definitely. Whenever I work with anybody, it's just like, yeah, because I do therapy and some of my therapy clients, we do touch on these things and that's really great. But a lot of it's like trauma and codependency, anxiety, depression, that kind of stuff. Um, and they're not all like, they're not coming to me for sex stuff. So it can't be like, have you tried masturbating today? Drink <laughs> and there's like, but so when I get my like sexual empowerment clients, it's just like, yes, this is what I've meant to be doing. This is great. Um, there is an element that it's like more people need to know about this. And I see it in people's eyes that they're like, I'm not ready to deal with this. Like that's yeah. probably the biggest struggle within the business is people, me knowing how much it could change your life and how 
how life-changing and important it is and them not even realizing or knowing it because they won't even allow themselves the permission to experience it or to try to change it. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to know the impact it could bring and just be sort of sitting on it and be like, I could change your life if you this let me. I feel very authentically on my social media and just tell the stories and what I'm feeling and thinking so people can realize like there's evidence that this is this stuff works. Like yeah. you, you can have like a really freeing, fulfilling life. Yeah, there's still screwed up shit that happens. But at the end of the day, I'm not crying on my couch for two weeks anymore. I'm doing it yes. for one day and then, right. get, you know, like. I'm working for God. Yeah, I've, I've had this um, for people who are kind of resistant to therapy even. I've had this conversation of like, it's not that they're going to take all your problems and solve them, but they'll give you tools so that you know how to solve them for yourself in this moment and every other time that it comes up. Yep, exactly. Yep. And it's a similar thing, I think, with any sort of like sexuality coaching is you get the tools and then you are free to use them mm -hmm. when and how you want to. Yep. And the more knowledge you have around these things, the more choices you have, the more um, power that you have uh, to make these choices and explore and adventure. Yeah. A hundred percent. We love the adventure. Yes. Um, is there anything that, that you think if someone's listening to this and is like, I kind of want to like dip a toe in the water, what would you recommend for somebody who wants to, who isn't sure that they want to, to be fully in, investigating all of this for themselves, but something that might make them pique their interest a little bit? That's a good question. Cause I have like so many things come to my mind. Like one, one could be reading come as you are. Yeah. Or one could be, you know, hiring me. I have like little Voxer things that I offer to where you can just ask me a sex question for the week or you don't have to get in front of me. We don't have to make appointments, but you have access to just ask me questions for the week. Mm -hmm. uh, could be another option. Definitely following more sexually empowered um, accounts because I think the more we see this stuff normalized, the more we can normalize it for ourselves and gives ourselves permission to to explore it. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think even um, one of the things that I did a while ago was just going through the people that I follow and unfollowing anybody who made me feel not good about myself. Like it was important to me that I'm not seeing people like like the Kardashians or like whatever. Yeah, like unrealistic body standards that every time I see them or un even unrealistic, just like lifestyle standards. Where every time you see it, you're like, why is my life not like that? And it's like, well, because that's like not the reality for most people. It's not real. It's probably not even completely real for them. So exactly. you like so the, the company that you keep even on your social medias is so important. Yes. Yep. Are there any accounts that you um, especially like? Well, mine, but no, um, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one. One account that I really like for like, oh, I have, I think I have two for body like image that I love. One, I think her handle is like Miss Giggles and she's all about like fat empowerment and showing up the way you are. And then I think it's the strategic slut. She's also another really awesome, like be in your power, be in your body, love who you are. Uh, Vaginas, vibrators, and vulvas is nice. another um, like a podcast that's really good. Sex with Emily is really good. That's a podcast. Yeah. Uh, there's so much out there there's so, so many much. so much there's so much and I think about a lot when I when I post things on Instagram and I'm doing it from the lens of like 
uh, I know this. And so surely everyone else would know this. And seeing some of the comments that come through where I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like we kind of can live a little bit on an island with all of this stuff. And so if more people can just, you know, expose themselves yep. to, to it all, I think that everyone would learn a lot. And like, even um, there's a video I posted that was about how virginity is not, it's a social contract and it's, there's, there's nothing real about virginity. There were comments on there that were like, obviously misogynistic men yeah. just 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 saying that that's not the case and one of them was just like oh american women and i was like what are you talking <laughs> uh, sir yeah. and but it's one of those moments where i'm like wow i'm i so badly want you to be on this side of the fence for yourself like exactly. so that you understand what you're missing out on yep because the patriarchy and monogamy hurt men just as much as it hurts women all people Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I always think, um, even just in terms of sex education, I think it's so weird that the expectation is that you're going to be a virgin until you get married. And then the second that you're married, you're going to be like a sex god. Yeah. And have all the sex. Mm -hmm. Right. How? I'm sorry. How does that work literally at all? Yeah. That makes no sense. No sense. Yeah. And then, and we don't get any education unless you seek it out. So that's the kind of thing that's tough about it all is I want to be able to just impart this knowledge on everyone all the time, but there is a level of it where you have to surround yourself with it. You have to prioritize it for yourself because it's just not going to come to you on its own. Mm -hmm. Do you have um, family and friends come up and ask you questions now? I do. I've had a few like... Um... Sometimes I'll offer it like, hey, friends and family, I'm comfortable answering your questions. And I have had a few people um like one somebody i know like their daughter found their vibrator and she's like i think she's using it and she's only 13 what do i do you know yeah and, and i'm just like i don't talk to her about it like yeah. maybe I buy mean, her own one <laughs> you know yeah um, so it is yeah people definitely do come to me um i i'm sure there's more that would actually want to that don't but yeah yeah like, I think um, what what the questions that I get that are most interesting are the ones that are like baseline sex education. Like if I did this and I if I had sex and I used a condom, but then a little bit of the pre-cum came in and I took my birth control, but I missed a day. Am I going to get pregnant? And I'm like, this is it's wild that we're like approaching our 30s or in our 30s and we're still asking questions like that. Yeah. Oh, my sister, actually, she got pregnant and she was trying to do the rhythmic method. Mm -hmm. I didn't know semen could live in you for, was it five seven. or seven days? Yeah, five, seven days. I didn't know that, you know? And it's like, and now she's got my sweet little niece, <laughs> but, you know? But we should know that. And like even um, my one friend, Jordan, she does period power and understanding your cycle. And women need different, uh, we have different energy levels depending on where our cycle is. Mm -hmm. And just even that, I think, could help women so much, just knowing about our own bodies. Yeah, working with it instead of working against it constantly. Yeah. Even knowing that the hormone fl hormone fluctuations in a day are different for people who are penis owners and vulva owners because the a penis owner has their highest amount of testosterone in the morning, which is why they get things like morning wood and why they are more likely to want to have sex in the morning vulva owners have more of that um testosterone at the end of the day which is why we're more likely to want to have sex at the end of the day and i just think that like even that alone would would yeah. solve that 
that's the kind of stuff that frustrates people enough within a relationship that that can cause an argument that could cause a fight that could be reasons why you feel insecure in your relationship and if you just knew that like if you just it's knew normal <laughs> yes it's so normal and there's so much there's so many little moments like that where i just like it's hard to know where to start where to start like what to share exactly to share so that people can flip the switch and open themselves up to everything else yeah yep. yeah it's just i don't know does it feel um does it make you nervous to be like an authority in sexuality at all or do you feel like i got this i think yes and no because you got everybody who is so they our society is very black and white. It's this or this, right or wrong, good or bad. Mm. And so it is a little scary to step into that space of like, nope, it's a spectrum. It's very fluid. It just depends. Um, yeah. And to have like the trolls come in is a scary piece. But I do, I am, I'm confident in what I know and knowing I come from a like authentic, non-judgmental, don't want to do harm place mm -hmm. uh, makes me feel confident in stepping into that role. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Is there anything that you feel like is something that you repeat a lot to your clients and something that you wish like you could have a megaphone for and just tell everyone? Ooh, oh my God, I feel like there's so like it's like it's like recognizing what you can control and what you can't control and like taking responsibility for your own being and and self. Um not waiting around for people to mind your read your mind, like really learning how to communicate what you need and want. It's like recognize your power. Where's your power? I'm constantly saying go throughout the day and ask where's my power at. Mm -hmm. That usually means like naming the facts. What do I actually have control over? What are my choices? How do I want to react to this? What boundary do I need to set? Those yeah, that's a I like that advice. Just to like check in with yourself through the day too, and just be like, where am I at? Yep. what's what's happening mm -hmm. and just kind of learning how to regulate yourself and embrace those things as you're going through it all that's really i like that that's good advice so is there anything else that you think if someone is wanting to learn their like how to take baby steps into sexual empowerment are there anything any like exercises or things that people can practice at home like one of the things that i talk a lot about with body positivity is like mirror exercises like going into the mirror and being as unclothed as you can be and naming like three things that you love about yourself and doing that every day if you can like that sort of thing is always really helpful is there anything that you think of in terms of empowerment i definitely so i think mindfulness because mine the biggest where our power comes from is now mm -hmm. right now i don't have that second and i don't have the second next so yeah. being really mindful and i don't mean like meditating i mean i encourage people when they're walking through their life, like eating a meal, mm -hmm. taste it. what is the textures? What are you hearing? What are you seeing? Like really being present in that moment when you're having sex, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you tasting? What, like tapping into those five senses throughout your day is where your power is really going to be because it's another element of checking in with yourself, seeing where you're at. Um, and when we're in the present moment, like that's what that those are the juiciest moments. That's where the magic lives. That's where the magic lives. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I think is also really helpful for people who have a hard time finishing. Like they're having a great time, but they for some reason can't orgasm. It's I feel like it mostly comes down to mindfulness. Yep. I literally had a client. She used that practice and she said, Girl, I, I came in five seconds or five minutes. And I was like, That's awesome. Like yeah. and yeah. that was 
partner and she was like before i couldn't do that so it works it you definitely just, works it's a practice it takes time yeah and even like like even now there are times where i'm like my schedule is busy or i have something to do later that day and i can't stay focused on what's happening and i'm in my head i'm going oh god this is taking me forever and i'm like no no i can't think about that i have to think about how i'm feeling like physically how i'm feeling and that will resolve it all if you start thinking to yourself i'm taking too long this person's getting frustrated and whatever that's when you start to lose control of the situation and bringing like reeling it back in to to be present and intentional in all of these moments is so helpful. Yeah. And I, it's like they say foreplay, like a lot of people think foreplay is 20 minutes before sex, but foreplay starts at this beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. And I would say the more you practice this mindfulness throughout the day as well, you're, it's going to become easier when you're in those more vulnerable, uh, sexy moments. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think about foreplay through the day. I love that because it's just like, like when you're making coffee, if someone just like, if your partner's brushes by your waist or something like that kind of stuff. Of course, you're going to be way more turned on by the end of the day and be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to rip this person apart. Like it's that build is so helpful. I have clients who like do a like kind of I wouldn't say it's an extreme form of edging, but they edge a lot to the point where they literally are about to come and then they stop sex and go on with their day just so they can like look forward to the next time they're together kind of thing. Ooh, that's spicy. Yeah. I love that. That's a great idea. Everyone write that down. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. So I ask everyone who comes on the pod if they have any particular dating advice that they like to impart on the listeners, like their best dating advice. I would say when you're going out on dates, like make sure you're don't get dressed up to impress somebody. Get dressed up to feel good and confident. Do everything, everything for you. Like this isn't about going out and hoping somebody likes you. This is about you going out and hoping that you like them. And so that's how I've like, that's how I've focusing on myself is how I've made sure I'm not trying to show up and impress this person or audition for love or audition how amazing I am. It's like, okay, I'm going to fill my cup up. I know I'm really awesome. I have a lot to offer. They can take it or leave it. And if they, if they don't take it, then that, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. um, because I found it very depleting to try to constantly it, – well, it's impossible. You cannot please another person in that way. Um, all you can really do is please yourself and hope the person's willing to like want to please themselves right next to you. Kind of <laughs> I, if I could have told myself that advice in like college, it would have saved me a lot of heartbreak. 100%. A lot of us break our own freaking hearts. A lot of us, you know, there's a lot of shitty people out there, but there's an element that we got to take responsibility for some of the shit that we've done to put our not and not abusive situations or victim kind of things. But like, in some of those situations where it's like, mm, we saw those red flags, and we just right. Kept Right. Like I think about um, in college where if I was seeing somebody and I felt like I had to chase them down to be like official with me. Why was I even doing that? Right. Why was I doing that? I had I my answer. Like, I used to like n n clear my day just in case somebody wanted to hang out with me. Yes. That was such you a good hang out with me. It, it's like, oh, no that, girl. You know, and I, I think that that also is a little bit more of like the like women who do that. Like men are going on these dates and they're they are already thinking to themselves, I'm going to see if that person, if I like that person. And it feels like a lot of the times the women are kind of like, I'm going to make sure that they do. Mm -hmm. And we need to, we need to flip the script on that. Yeah. That's so true. I love that advice. That's great advice. Yeah. 
I loved having you on finally. This has been literally almost a year um, coming. So it's exciting to actually do this together. And I'm so excited for everything that you're doing with your business too. You have really cool, um, even like take home type things. And so you offer a lot to people. So I'm excited for people to get to know you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, anytime. And I'm, I'm happy to have you back anytime too. Of course, yeah. You can find me at Oh Yeah Coaching on Instagram. Yes. Oh Yeah Coaching. And if you go to like the link in the bio, there's tons of really exciting stuff in there. So definitely check it out. And thank you, Lauren, for coming yeah. on. Thank you. you so much for listening. As a reminder, we are always accepting questions about sex ed, about relationships, life advice. We will accept it all. We would love to hear from you. So send us an email to alyssaexplainsitallpod at gmail.com. 